Lots of trade discussion on today's Locked on Hornets podcast. Could P.J. Washington be going to Houston or Miami or Toronto for that matter? And how does the Gordon Hayward injury affect how the Hornets operate at the deadline? We talk about all of that today on the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Hornets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts every day. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail. No Doug today, so follow David on Twitter at David B. Walker and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. Appreciate you also checking us out on YouTube where we have just reached 1,000 subscribers and looking to get more. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is uh, a, a daily fantasy app made easy. So Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Check him out at prizepicks.com. Doug got busy in Hollywood, and so he's acting the celebrity lifestyle, wearing his lamellos out everywhere so he can be recognized by other celebrities. David, I guess he got too big time for us. He's Hollywood now, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, we got to fill in where we can. Yeah, yeah. And David helping us out, talking trade today and tomorrow is the plan with the deadline 3 p.m. tomorrow. And the Charlotte Hornets are as mentioned of a, of a team in the NBA as is almost any franchise. Maybe you have some other, like LeBron, it looks like almost. he might be trading <laughs> the, the whole team, just like he did in Cleveland when Kobe Altman went to work a few years back. So they could be trading some guys after LeBron said they're not where Milwaukee is. It's all the rage to talk about on ESPN. You know, there are some teams interested in trying to make sure they are geared up to make a run at the postseason. And so let's go to the Charlotte Hornets, David, where we even mentioned this yesterday. P.J. Washington is constantly the name thrown out there. He has been for a while. You know, somebody that isn't probably your top four best player, isn't someone that is a core four of your team right now. It just just how it is constructed. I'm not saying Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier or whatever. It's just how this team is built. LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, Miles. I feel like that's kind of the core you've been going with. You could trade Gordon. We'll get to his injury and how that affects Terry Rozier can't be traded till February 19th, which means he can't be traded at all this year. And so you're going to have to wait till the offseason. He's locked in. You know LaMelo's locked in. Miles is locked in because you want to extend him. So Gordon is really the only guy of that core that could be traded. Now the injury might affect that. All that to say, there's a reason PJ has been the most mentioned name. And in The Athletic, they proposed a deal between Charlotte and the Houston Rockets where Christian Wood would be coming to the Hornets. And P.J. Washington would be going to Houston along with James Booknight and Nick Richards. So a hefty price, and reports are that the Heat, the Toronto Raptors, and the Houston Rockets have all come a-calling to Charlotte because they're interested in trading for P.J. Washington. What do you make of all of the hoopla surrounding the third-year Kentucky player that has given you some good moments, has played a lot of good defense here recently, especially at that small ball five, goes in streaky kind of shooting slumps, yeah. but has also consistently over a large season sample, he'll give you 39% from three, which is excellent. Like, what are all your thoughts when I throw all that at you, David? First of all, if if your caller ID says P. Riley from Miami, you mm -hmm. do not answer. Don't answer That's that correct. call, Mitch. We, we don't want to help them out any further. Uh, I mean, Miles, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm already on the Miles. Um, all right, we'll get there, David. Yeah. I promise we'll get there. PJ is so fascinating to me because – 
the, my feelings for trade in general have gone as he has gone, right? Like when he refused <laughs> to launch that, that third quarter ball <laughs> in that game, I was like, trade him right now. Immediately, don't let him come back in the game. Absolutely. But I feel like he's the one out there. He's the, he's the piece that I think is the most attractive to other teams looking to add something realistic. I mean, really, I think if your people are looking at Gordon Hayward, you know, the big contracts there, the age is there, the, the in, in, injury history is there. PJ is the one I think that people still see a little untapped potential there. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 a, and a, um, a possibility to get even better, right? It hasn't hit that ceiling yet. So I think if you're looking to add or you're looking to improve, he's probably the carrot that you dangle out there the most. The problem is the ceiling's still there, you know, and he's, he's just on the edge of the core of this team, right? It feels like he's, he's one right. foot in one foot out. So, um, you know, so much hinges on how they view him, his ability to affect the core and to, to push this team out to another level. He's a tough guy on the team. You know, that says a lot about the rest of the roster, but he is the guy that gives them some nasty when they need it. So, uh, it's a tough call and they have to look at the entire picture, but you really have to look at what you're getting back. I mean, you mentioned Christian Wood, that's, I think, the one guy for looking across the board that 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 you that would be hard to say no to. It's the only interesting name of the teams that yeah. would realistically give something up to Charlotte because Christian Wood has been on the trade market for a while. You go to Miami, even if you have that philosophy where you don't trade with them because you don't want to help right. the Heat, which I totally am in agreement with. I don't know what they'd realistically they, yeah. give up that I want. You know, Omer Yurt Seven is somebody, a former NC State Wolfpack member, by the way. You know, Yurt Seven has been dangled out there, but you got to come harder than that, Pat. Like yeah. I, that that's not it. You know, and, and plus, are we really in the business here of, with Charlotte of of doing this, where only you're getting back the biggest value of a first round pick? And I, you know, depending on how protected that first round pick would be, you have to be interested in that every time it's dangled out there. But like. No, you got to come harder than that. Then you go yeah. to Toronto. Toronto, kind of the same thing. You know, I I don't want Precious Achua. You know, they're not going to get rid of a Scotty Barnes. Obviously, is untouchable. You're not looking for a Fred Van Vliet. You're not looking for you know OG Ananobi isn't coming over here. And like, does a Boucher do anything for you? He's 29 years old. I know. Yeah, I mean, he and I you know, Boucher. It's it's hilarious how old he was when he played in the Final Four against North Carolina. Like that's you know, and then he comes in as a G League member for forever like is a MVP of the G League but like Boucher is the type of name you might be thrown out there no so yeah. Houston Houston's the team and so in that trade right that the athletic proposed Christian Wood coming to Charlotte in exchange for PJ Washington James Booknight and Nick Richards I, I'm a little scared about Christian the reason I say that is because if you look at Rockets Twitter David they're not exactly thrilled with his effort there's a <laughs> lot of jokes about his lack of defense Crazy skill. You go yeah. look at his box score. Dude is shooting efficiently from everywhere on the floor. Obviously a freak of nature. His contract is a good one based off of his skill set. But there are so many so many angry fans regarding, one, he's apparently just a ball stopper, right? Like I think, you know, our own yeah. Locked On Rockets has talked about Wood leading the league in possessions where he just doesn't pass. He grabs the rebound and then he goes immediately to shoot a three-pointer or he goes immediately to a post-up on top of the defensive jokes. I mean, mm -hmm. Wood is clearly the most attractive piece realistically to get. And yet still, when you have all of that surrounding him, like, I'm scared. And only one year left on his deal. Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, right. with all of that, I think with the teams interested in P.J., I might just hold on to P.J., 
Yeah. Uh, and are you going to disrupt this core and the, and the locker room and the good vibes surrounding this team, even on a bad day, right? Even on a bad day, you know, they, they all get along and they're moving in the right direction. Are you going to disrupt that? You, you can't do it unless, unless you're going to have an impact guy and take a step forward. And, and, and he's really the only guy, I think, if you're saying Miles Turner is kind of out of the conversation now, yeah. assume, he's really the only guy out there that's going to do that for you. But are you going to be able to resign him? You know, uh, is that vibe going to offset things in the locker room? Those are all the things you have to look at. But I think they'd have to look hard at it just because of the, you know, huge gap at center. I mean, it's just such it's so obvious to everyone around the league uh, that the Hornets need to upgrade that position. They're desperate to do that, apparently. Um, and so they'd have to look hard at it. But does it outweigh everything they're, they're bringing in? I mean, in my opinion, he's, he's still a young guy. The contract is doable. It's 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 just awfully tempting. I mean, honestly, and and you've seen the frustrations are there with PJ as well. So uh, I certainly wouldn't blame them if they pulled the trigger on that. It'd give them a different look. Um, but you know, you're getting to the point in the season, and we'll get to this a little bit later with the Hayward injury. Yeah, with this little five game skid. You know, uh, do you even want to mess with it now? You, you just want to ride this out and, and see what you can do in the off season. Yeah, I, the the Christian Wood uh, homecoming, if you will, because he's played here before. That's the the hardest one for me to gauge. Like, it's it's not one I would kill the Hornets for, but no. I'd be scared. You know, I would like if if you had healthy Miles Turner and and that eventually went down with PJ Washington as the centerpiece. You know, I would have been all right. You know, you got rid of something valuable, but you got back something very good. Let's roll with this. That's cool with me. But this one scares me more, and I, I wouldn't hate it as much with a potential Heat trade or Raptors trade. But you even read this last line from The Athletic. You know, the Rockets have been known to be pretty firm in what they ask for. I could see them even potentially asking for draft compensation. That's how much they value Wood. So you add that onto mm-hmm. James Booknight and PJ, which we haven't even talked about the Booknight aspect of this. Like, are, are you PJ and Booknight? Like, that's it's a lot. And uh, yeah. especially with a dude that only has one year left on his deal, you know, you'd have to have the inside track to sign him. He'd be a pretty hefty price on top of already paying for miles. That that's, makes it tough, in, in my yeah. opinion. I think you have to feel okay about signing guys, especially somebody in the post that's going to really feed off of what LaMelo does. I think anyone who comes here, if they have a chance to play with them, you're going to have a leg up there. Yeah. Um, so you feel good about that aspect of it. The book night thing, it feels like he's going to have to be in this a deal if they're going to make an, a deal of impact to me. You know what I mean? Like PJ and book night. That is pretty. That's that's the best value the Hornets have been able to offer. Oh, no, it's, you've got talented time. pieces for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you absolutely do. And I don't like I'm not sure if the book night and Borrego scuffle did anything. You know, I, I don't I I would hope uh, not. Right. I would yeah. hope not. You know, book book night talked about it. He said. He and Borrego talked on the phone and in person, and they're good. Miscommunication between both parties. You know, sure, we'll, sure. we'll we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Book Night, Washington. That's still a lot, especially if the Rockets are going to be asking for more than and, that. Go ahead. Yeah, and you look at the market now. It it, it seems like it's costing a lot. You know, to, to get mm-hmm. things back, to get things in return. Uh, not with every team you deal with, but certainly with the Pacers, apparently. And so, uh, you know. That's where they are. They're gauging. We have no idea. I mean, I think Mick Mitch is making calls, looking at things for sure that he has to be. But uh, how does this skid? You know, where does that leave him and and, and everything uh, else? 
it's such a weird time and it's hard to evaluate. Let's talk about that more going into the next segment, how that Pacers and that Kings trade affected the Charlotte Hornets, because I think it opened and closed a lot of doors for them. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. And I know you will too. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less as well. It's that easy for a limited time. Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. Let's talk more trade deadline. Gordon Hayward, how does that affect things? And the Sacramento-Indiana Pacers trade. We'll talk about that next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Is locked on Hornets. If you do go to the game, here's a tip: the, the numbers on the seats, they have significance. They mean something. So if you're looking for uh, oh, seat wow. twenty, if you're looking for seat twenty-one, and you see seat three, go the other way. David, yeah. David Nark Walker here. Yeah. Hey, let's pointing them out to security. I paid. I paid for this seat, sir. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Does that make you miss oh, Doug God. a little less? No, yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad he's on the West Coast now. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. We've got that one, and we've got the uh, I don't even Sharks is the other one. I feel oh, yeah. weird. I feel weird saying that, man. It's a weird time, yeah. Well, and weird. I'm a radio guy, like the FCC. I just feel mm. like they're peeking over my shoulder. Any, I, I've said the S word on this podcast like maybe a few times over the last <laughs> three, four years, and every time it's like. It's kind of intentional, and even just any variation of right. that word makes me feel so weird. I, I, it's, I don't know. The podcast, radio world, and the Venn diagram that connects both of us, that, that's very weird. All right. Um, let's talk about the Pacers-Kings trade because pretty blockbuster move. And we often talk about, is the trade deadline going to be exciting? I feel like it already is. You know, over the last couple of days, to see C.J. McCollum move from yeah. Portland to New Orleans, and then to see DeMontis Sabonis move from Indiana to Sacramento – Already two big-time trades that affect what's going to happen this year and even kind of towards the bottom of the standings, right? Like the Kings, not a great basketball team. Pelicans, not a great basketball team. And they're the ones that are making moves trying to get into the postseason. If you don't know everything included in this deal, the Pacers trade Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, along with the 2023 second-round pick to the Kings in exchange for Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and the crown jewel, Tyrese Halliburton. Adrian Wojnarowski reported yesterday that teams were stunned that Halliburton was traded from Sacramento to Indiana. Apparently, he was off of the table until they finally wanted to have a real run at Sabonis and said, all right, we give in. Indiana pulled the trigger. And I really like this move for Indiana to get Halliburton, especially if there was reported beef or just not the greatest of feelings between Sabonis and Indiana. Now, now Miles Turner gets to run free as the lone starting center. You don't have to make that Twin Tower thing work anymore in Naptown. And so it's like Tyrese getting him back, it's an impressive move. What did you make of this deal when you saw it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Pacers get as much for, for their guys as anyone out there, I think. I mean, so true. Uh, they were going to move off Sabonis, right? I think the Halliburton thing was huge. It was, a, it was for good reason, shocked people. 
uh, throughout the league a little bit. I mean, from the Kings standpoint, though, you know, they did add the best player in the deal. They added that two-time All-Star. They added kind of a centerpiece. They had to let go of one of their young guys who has the potential, you know, to get there. But um, it was pretty hefty price tag. And for Indiana, they, I mean, how long have the trade talks been coming out of Indiana? Since like November? I mean, since the season started, yeah. right? So they were, they were hell-bent on getting something done and to get – a young guy back with that much potential, plus all the other pieces they got, uh, they did well for themselves. But it makes you think, like, what? In the, I, I mean, I don't think the Hornets re- could have even been in that conversation. There's no way. Not realistically. That's the thing, right? Like, how? What, what is? What is the equivalent of that for Charlotte? And, it, and you know, Lamelo's untouchable. You, you never yeah. would trade Lamelo for. God, I mean, I can't even imagine what you would trade for. Uh, Miles Bridges. You Feels want. Like- Pretty, pretty kind of there, right? Like, I, he, not, not in that Lamelo realm. But you don't want to trade him. You know, Terry can't be traded. Gordon isn't enough value. I, I don't even know what that would look like, David. Like, would, would it be a PJ, a Book Knight, and a Kai Jones, and a protected kind of yeah. pick for Sabonis and a Lamb or whatever? Like that. That's what it would look like. And at, yeah. at that point, you know, it's too much for for a Sabonis who isn't the defensive stopper that you need. And that's the key, right? Like there was a time last week and I was like, man, if they should, they just swing for the fences, go full on offensive attack, try and bring in Sabonis. But then you just had to do nothing to address, uh, you know, the defensive deficiencies, you know, with that move yeah. either. So it's like, and then you, you shake up the rest of the team big time because you're going to have to give up something. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been interesting to see. I wonder, I'd love to see who else that the Pacers were talking to on that. But this, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for that one to go down first, it's also like, so does that affect things at the, like playoff wise at the top of the standings with these two teams? I, I don't know, but does it affect other moves out there that may not be able to be made? I, you know, I don't know, especially the McCollum move feels like that. Right. Was. Well, and, and that affects the Hornets too, because the Pelicans are trying to right. get into the postseason. Right. And as we know, Devonte Graham was traded for a lottery protected first round pick that we all thought the Pelicans were certainly going to keep after their start to the season. But now I'm trying to pull up the standings as we speak, but they're in the play-in tournament as it is currently constructed. That's and insane. if they get better, then obviously they're going to be able to, uh, you know, they're going to uh, have to send that pick over to Charlotte. So they're the 10th yeah. seed right now. If they get to the postseason somehow, right? Like that's that's how this would all work out. So interesting, both of these trades affecting Charlotte. Um, you know, with Indiana, by the way, like trying to match the salaries, Mason Plumley would have to be in there, but obviously just talking about the the key pieces, right. trying to figure out the equivalent of that Halliburton deal. The, the way that the Kings and the Pacers trade affects the Hornets, uh, David, is because it seems like Miles Turner is mm-hmm. now not going anywhere. You know, the Pacers have tried to make that Twin Tower thing work, never did enough to the Pacers' liking, and... Sabonis is eventually the dude moved when we all thought for a couple of years now, Miles Turner was going to be the guy that's traded. And Adrian Wojnarowski also reported that it's highly unlikely that Miles is going to be sent out of Indianapolis. And so Charlotte, not going to go after him. I mean, I don't know what the reported interest is. It's going to be if Indiana has a whole on fire sale or if they're still trying to win. And like, to me, this doesn't scream full on rebuild for the Pacers because you have Malcolm Brogdon, you have Tyrese Halliburton, who is a player that helps you win right now, and you're invested in his future. Miles Turner gets to run free as the lone starting center. I, you know, Buddy Heald is a player, if you don't move him, 
then that's a player that presumably helps you try to win now. Like, I I don't know. And so with, with that kind of core in place, then it doesn't seem like they're having a full-on fire sale, which means they're going to keep Miles Turner, and the Hornets aren't going to get him after all, after all of these talks over the last couple of years. <laughs> I, I thought it was eventually going to happen. It's just yeah. never going to happen, I think. But And he's the perfect fit. I mean, he's the one that gives you a little defense. You know, the defense mm-hmm. presence inside can't step out and, and hit the three. He was just the much better fit. When you look at those two, Sabonis or or Miles Turner for Charlotte, so in that sense, it's a shame. And then, like I said, you get back to what we were looking at earlier. Is there anyone else even out there that makes it worthwhile to do that right now? I don't think Holmes, honestly, I don't think he moves the needle enough for this yeah. team to do that uh, at this point. I think Turner did. He was the perfect fit. The injury, uh, you know, derailed that a little bit. Wood would be the other guy. Nurkic is another name that's been right. bandied about out there. Can can he get up and down with this team? Can he stay healthy? Um, you know, it's there's good, no perfect yeah. fit right now. Yeah, and and real quickly before we move on, Gordon Hayward's injury, okay? So sprained ankle. MRI came back negative, if I saw that reported correctly. Yes. Try to pull that out. Okay, so well, came back X-ray, negative. I think X-ray was negative, and X-ray. MRI revealed. We can look it up. that was revealed. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, we will something. get yeah, I'll pull that up. But Gordon Hayward, it does seem like he could be out for a little while. Maybe not. He's out indefinitely. We don't exactly know how much time he's going to miss. But, David, this is nothing new with him. Like, he has this injury history. He's over 30 years old. He's making $30 million a year. And as much as I've talked about him, when healthy, being an important piece to this team, I've always entertained the idea of trading him, especially now. Like, if you really wanted to go after Miles Turner— Gordon Hayward would be the piece, I think, along with a younger piece, maybe, to make that happen because Indiana's kind of wanted Gordon. That's been the reported rumor is that Gordon Hayward would have to be included in any Miles Turner deal. So, like, do you try to free up time for Isaiah Jackson moving forward, a a pick they had in this past NBA draft? Goga Bataze, like, how much do you feel about, you know, how good do you feel about him? And then you just, all right, we'll get rid of both centers. We'll bring in Gordon to work with the Brogdon you know, maybe even trade a healed, whatever. Like, that's what you would do. And now I think, but the thing is, Gordon's uh, Gordon's value is now down because we don't know how long he's going to be out with this ankle injury. Yeah, and but if they're not going for anything, does it matter to them? I don't know. So it all depends, yeah. a little bit depends on Pacers. If they're not trying for anything, it might work out better for them if he can't play for a while. Uh, but yeah, just to clarify that, x-rays were negative, but an MRI revealed sprained ligaments in that yeah. left angle. So yeah, my doctors, obviously. not great. <laughs> we, we are not, we are not, but it doesn't sound fantastic. But just bad luck for him, man. I mean, just wrong place, wrong time on, on that play. It, I tell you what, it looked a lot worse than now. This is not great by any means, but he was able to walk off. It looked like a really bad fall and just yeah. more bad luck for, for Hayward um, had only missed, you know, what three games until this recent stretch from the season so far. Uh, so just a shame. Yeah, it is. I, I want to talk about that more. So bringing in Kelly Oubre, maybe a little bit more with the Rashawn Holmes and the Sacramento side of things, how that affects the Charlotte Hornets. So that'll be the last segment today on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the time of year, though, that I've pretty much given up on New Year's resolutions before. I'm trying to stick with it now, trying to be more fit. And the way to help me be more fit is by eating more Built Bars because they're so tasty. It's easy to do that, right? When they taste so good, they're uh, covered in 100% chocolate. They've got great staples of flavors, the OGs, and then they've got some really good ones that are limited time flavors. A lot of the puffs are great. The churro puff, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie is so good. And they're low in calories, 
low in sugar, low in carbs, but high in protein and high in fiber. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's talk more NBA trade deadline coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Is Locked on Hornets. You, you think no, Russ? Do you think he's coming Martin, out? Listen, and, listen. Okay. Listen, number one, number one. Are you listening? Number yes. one, he's a certified gamer. Number two, part game, don't rust. I'm with Part game, don't rust. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. You know, the first bump I played, <laughs> the first bump I played might not have made you miss Doug all that much. But now that I keep doing the reads without getting you out of the screen, and so you just awkwardly sit there while I do that, it, look, it's a one-man band. Doug is the producer. This is what he's in charge of. And I'm trying to do all of this, and it's really hard for me. And so I apologize for leaving you awkwardly on the screen while I do these reads. No, it's perfect. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, folks, you're really missing some great <laughs> reactions, uh, especially when they get the Nada bump up there and Doug saying something. And you can just see Nada. The wheels are moving. He's just shaking his head the whole time. The, the, it's great. the, book, the book night bump that we have is the great one where he puts the hat up to the camera screen because he doesn't want to be here yes, anymore. Yes, also, I got we got a uh, we got a tweet. I do want to give some fans and some listeners some shout outs, man. You guys are great. We did have one uh, tweeter write in. I'm sure Nada is thrilled to be missing all of this trade talk between you and Doug, sarcastically. So I was like, yeah, Nada's never been happier to be away from the podcast. So yeah, excellent. That was Jimmy, I think, tweeting that in. Also, shout out to Chase and Mikey, who I completely forgot to mention on Monday. Saw them out and about in Charlotte nice. on Saturday, I think. And so they came up to me and were really nice. They were awesome. Uh, talked about how much they uh, have listened to the podcast. So just... That means the world to us, man. So awesome. we appreciate it. Put a lot of thought into this. David, having been an OG himself, we pre- appreciate everything that you guys do for the pod, helping us out on YouTube, helping us out wherever you get your podcast. Um, all right, let's talk more about the Kings angle of this trade. You mentioned Rashawn Holmes. I saw Sam Vizzini tweet this out. After they get Sabonis, you would think that this makes Rashawn Holmes extremely expendable now because he's not the center anymore. It's going to be Sabonis that they're going to be running their offense through. And surely Sacramento doesn't want to do the Indiana thing, trying to make those right. two work. Like maybe do you want Holmes to come off of the bench? And the thing is, they've already talked about having Holmes as a, as a trade, uh, you know, putting him on the trade block. So Charlotte and Rashawn Holmes is interesting, David, because – if you go back to this offseason, the Hornets decided not to offer him enough money to pry him away from the Kings. And it really wasn't a bad contract. Like the last two years are probably going to overpay him because he is a little undersized. He relies a lot on athleticism, a high motor. As he approaches 30, you know, th- how much is he going to continue to bring you that in the last two years of his deal? But it's not an awful contract by any means. Here's the thing. If you didn't get that deal done this offseason... Do you want to give up assets now to go then get homes like a PJ, like anything else? And that's just bad business. You know, like, all right, halfway through the year, here were our 55 games through the season. We messed up. He's available. We'll go after him after he has the horrible eye injury. After he does have, you know, some problems coming off of COVID, knocking off some rust, being banged up here and there. Now we're going to give up assets to get a Rashawn Holmes where his value probably is even a little lower considering everything that's happened. I like Rashawn Holmes a lot. I've made that very clear. 
But to give up assets, and especially to give up P.J. Washington there, where you're kind of talking about two undersized centers, P.J. Shorter. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just not something that I would pull the trigger on there, too. Like, it seems as we get closer here, David, it seems like the right move isn't available that you would consider any kind of seismic. Right, exactly. And that's shout out to Nada again. That's what he's been screaming from the rooftops the entire time. <laughs> don't do um, it. Yes, don't please do don't it. do it. Why does everyone hate Rashawn Holmes now? Like just six months ago, he was the gym of the, the free agent season. Like yeah. what happened? Um, I guess those things you mentioned happened, but but still, yeah, to your point. I, but I still mean, a good player. No, to your point, sure, like he's sure, he, yeah. he, he was a beast before he had some of those things happen. Like yeah. that guy was shooting at a crazy clip and, and not shooting, but finishing at the rim at a crazy clip, still providing good defense. It's just, yeah, things have changed a little bit now. Yeah, and I'm not doing that for PJ at this time, I, I don't think. I, I just think, you know, you've still got more to build on here. He's a little more um, – he's going to give you more on the offensive end. I mean, he's bailed him out a couple of times on offensive uh, – yeah. you know, on doing often doing, doing offense uh, for this one sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, that, that a little luster has worn off of that one. I, what the heck are the Kings doing? I mean, this is fascinating now. Are they going to run back the Sabonis, you know, tandem thing again out there? I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be involved at, at this point if I'm the Hornets. Yeah, not, not with PJ. And that, that brings yeah. the question yeah. – Okay, so, you know, Book Knight is a first-round pick. That's a decent value to go send away for a Rashawn Holmes, and that would be really tough. Kelly Oubre is interesting here too, David, because he's on an awful down streak right now. Ever since coming back from health and safety protocols, the dude's been pretty dreadful. You had the, the 10 made three-pointer game against Indiana where he put up just a ridiculous amount of points, but that's been really about it. Oh, of eight? This last time out for them from deep, his percentages, his numbers look pretty similar to what he at first he had had a career year. And ever since coming back from health and safety protocols, his numbers are right back down to where they kind of always have been. Now, his effective field goal percentage is better. He's finishing at the rim at still a high clip. He's still a valuable player. But this has always been kind of the question mark for me, understanding his value. You know, Kelly has a good contract, non-guaranteed next season. Do you try to sell high or should you have tried to sell high now that he's not putting up the same types of numbers? And the thing that kind of hurts you there too is part of the attractiveness of signing Kelly was to step up for Gordon Hayward when he was injured. Yeah. Well, now Gordon Hayward's injured. All right. And so now it makes it harder to sell high on Kelly, which just takes a little bit away from even putting that different route to try to go get Rashawn. All right, well, we're not doing PJ, but Sacramento, are you interested in Kelly and whatever? Like, you know, Kelly and a second, you know, an unprotected second round pick. But now it's like, man, now we don't have as much wing depth, you know, right. and, and like that's that's what makes all of this harder as the season has gone on. Yeah, how much offense are you going to send out to bring in defense? And once you do that, does it make a difference in what you're trying to do? You know, right? Because you've lost Gordon Hayward now. If you didn't have uh, Kelly Oubre, that's another notch down uh, mm -hmm. from the offensive that you counted on. What has been the success of this team was the shooting. Like you guys had talked about it earlier in the week. It's gone in the tank lately. But it feels like if they're going to rebound and do any sort of run towards the playoffs, that's going to have to be what comes back. I don't know that the trade solves that for you. Obviously, the defense is an issue. Obviously, the center position needs to be upgraded if they want to be a serious contender. But they're not going anywhere if they can't get to scoring like they were a little bit more uh, in the beginning of the season. And if you send those guys out, you know, uh, how do you do that? If 
I'm fascinated to see the temperament of Charlotte Hornets fans after tonight because they played the Chicago Bulls, who have been playing very good basketball. If you look at what they've done offensively this year, they're second in three-point percentage, and I think they're third in overall field goal percentage. It's either one or the other, but they're top three in both, overall and three-point field goal percentage. You know how good Chicago has been ever since bringing aboard DeMar DeRozan, having Vucevic after the trade last year, bringing Lonzo Ball for what was seemingly uh, a very well-received deal by the public. Like, Chicago's playing very well, and so you know the Hornets are going to be an underdog in this game, especially with no Gordon Hayward, especially with... I don't know Cody Martin's availability. I think he's out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but guys are banged up. No Gordon Hayward. Yeah. If they lose again, six straight losses, the night before the trade deadline, <laughs> the timing is unbelievable. Like really After we is. had experienced this high of highs with this team, being five, six games above 500, now you're one game above 500. You lose tonight. You're right back there in the middle. Here you are in the ninth spot of the Eastern Conference standings. Is this going to put too much pressure on Mitch Kupchak where he finally breaks? He hasn't yet. You know, Brad Wanamaker, the only in-season deal that he's made so far. Does this put enough pressure on him to break? Or now do you even look at this as, well, it's certainly not what we had hoped at the beginning or even 40 games, 45 games into the year. Now with Gordon out potentially a long time, are we just going to punt on this season and then look yeah. what to do? Like, are you punting now? Like, what? A un- oh, that's a 180-degree flip on the playoff-mandated gear they came in with. We're just in a different time, David. And the cries are out there, man. Like I oh, said, huge. when there's a team across the league, right, for people that are looking from, you know, uh, Rob Boone is saying, that, you know, that the observer saying that they have to make a trade or they need to make a trade or the headline said that. I don't want to say Rod said that, but, you know, right. it's out there now. They're saying, hey, you've got LaMelo. You've got these talent. You've got a fun team. You have serious holes you need to fill. You have to do something. Is tonight the night we see an in-game trade? Like, do we get the call <laughs> during the game that something's happened? I, I don't know, but you're right. It's like, how far have we come just in like a week and a half where the vibes were so much better, and now it feels like they can't crawl out. They can't get right. You know, something needs to go right for this team. I mean, tonight when you look at the Bulls, though, they're going to be without a couple of their backcourt players. AO is out. I believe that is right. So you already mentioned is out. So you're going to need a big performance from that Hornets backcourt. I mean, that's the strength of their team right now. Uh, they're just going to have a tough time stopping uh, mm-hmm. freaking DeRozan, Levine, and especially Vucevic. You know, Vucevic eats these Hornets up in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this one's going to be fascinating to watch. Oh, it's also on national TV. I don't know if you realize that. Oh, I did. Yeah. ESPN. I saw a Panthers mafia, <laughs> uh, you know, what, uh, appreciate him all the time. I saw him tweet out something like, yeah, so trade deadline approaching ESPN five oh game losing God. streak. Purpose a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Could go, could go bad. Uh, standings check. They're just a game and a half above Atlanta in the 10 spot. So Atlanta's seven and three in their last 10 games. Hornets yeah, are everyone else seven. is on fire now. So yeah, except for Brooklyn, but like, you know, how much faith do you have in the Hornets <laughs> catching Brooklyn? Um, one other thing, the wizards, uh, did announce that Bradley Beal, uh, is going to have season ending surgery, which is unfortunate for him, but the wizards are literally the first team out of a play in spot. Then it's the Knicks, a game behind them. So wizards, maybe you feel better about them not catching the Hornets, but either way, a nine or 10 finish for this Hornets team, the way that they played for most of the year, still be pretty disappointing after what we saw LaMelo miles bridges and everybody on the roster. Will they add to it? We'll have to see 
tomorrow by 3 p.m. if Mitch Kupchak finally decides to make a decent size even in-season trade. That'll do it for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks to David for joining us, as always. Should be back with us tomorrow, right, you game? You ready to talk trade deadline? Of course, it's trade deadline day. I have nothing else to do. All right, well, let's do it. We'll, We'll do that tomorrow. Doug's still working out in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Make sure you check out the Locked On podcast shows that we've got going out there. Locked On Rams, Bengals, to get all of the information possible. Should be a lot of fun for Doug and everybody working over there in L.A. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow for the NBA trade deadline.